Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thank you for honoring us by being out part of the community, listening to us, being part of us. It's always great to come across your earways and be with you. And here we are on Fridays. Tell me why. I love Fridays. Fridays are good. And uh, Fridays, I'm usually packed up somewhere, getting on an airplane or, or something. Who knows? Fridays are usually pretty busy days, but I always love them. I love the weekend. I love things like that. With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie Wesco. So, uh, Stephanie, what was the best food you had over the Christmas and New Year's holidays? Well, um, good morning, Doug. I would say my favorite food from the holidays, um, it depends which kind of food you're talking. My, um, we had Zupatuscana for Christmas Day. Um, that was pretty amazing. My sisters made that, and then I made a, not to toot my horn, but I love stroganoff, and I made stroganoff, and it was really, really good. Um, in the In the junk food department, um, for the, I have, I had never made them before, but I made peppermint Oreo truffles. Um, and they were phenomenal. Um, they were probably my favorite and not just because I made them because normally I prefer someone else's, but for some reason this Christmas, the peppermint Oreo truffles definitely, um, and it's a problem because I still have some in my fridge, but they, they definitely rated up there with five star. Wow. We had some really righteous food around here through the holidays, too. We had prime rib, a bunch of desserts, and Debbie makes her creme brulee every year, which is legendary. And uh, I think we had smoked brisket on Christmas Eve. Uh, we had another Thanksgiving dinner on New Year's where we celebrated Debbie's birthday. We just celebrated that on New Year's Day. Her birthday, I think, was yesterday, the day before. And uh, so anyway, we, we just, we pigged out, and I'm, I'm back trying to be away from the pigging out a little bit. I've been hitting it hard, man. And uh, the food was all, you know, on a scale of one to 10, it was all 10. I mean, the food was just phenomenal. It was fantastic. So I was really happy about that. Um, all right. So I hope you all had great food out there too. I'm sure you had some great food stories and some great food out there. Everybody has their tradition. Our tradition for Christmas has always been prime rib. And uh, Thanksgiving, it's always been turkey. And New Year's, it's always been turkey. So that's kind of been our tradition. We've been following that. Maybe prime rib for 15 years. Before that, it was just another turkey day. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're pretty structured with our, our meals like that. And uh, But anyway, we're cruising along. And so we have this segment called You Might Be a Knucklehead. And, uh, you know, I didn't even ask you, Stephanie, if you wanted to do this knuckleheaded one or not. Uh, mm-hmm. Or do you want me to go ahead it? I'm, you go ahead. You know, we usually get ahead. Folks, as we get toward the end of a week, we get a little bit lax. We start laughing and joking. and We get a little bit lax. We fall apart a little bit there as we're coming to the end of a week. But uh, so we do this knuckleheaded segment for a few reasons. One is we don't want you guys to be knucklehead. So number one, we do it so you know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so you're not a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes uh, just to, you know, be funny. 
and even though sometimes it's not very humorous, we do it to be funny sometimes. And, you know, one of the things that, and again, I've been trying to do the knucklehead thing and things you don't say to people at the same time. So it's when people say you're crazy or you're completely irrational or something like that. That's a nice way of saying you're nuts. You know, so we don't say that. That makes us a knucklehead. Yeah, when people say, you're completely irrational, what they're doing is it's a nice way of saying, you're nuts. You're a freak. You should be locked up somewhere in a room in a straitjacket. That's what they're saying. You know, you can take people's words and you can put them out there. It's like a Southern person saying, bless your heart. They're saying, I hope you drop dead. You know, you got you to gotta look at the true meaning of the word, you know, or like you're a jerk. I want to slap you in the head. That's what it means in Southern. You know, people say, bless your heart up north. It doesn't have that same connotation to it. They mean, actually, bless your heart. But you do it down south down here, it's got a bad connotation to it. You know, they call shopping carts down here buggies. Isn't that the dumbest thing you ever heard before? Hey, you need this buggy right here? It's like, come on, dude, it's a shopping cart. But, you know, I'm a transplant, so I try to do the things they want me to do. And uh, they call all soda Coke. So I don't know, man. You want a soda? What kind you want? You know, or what kind of Coke you want? Yeah, so... <laughs> things that are messed up, things that doesn't don't translate well. But I'm in language school, and I'm learning Southern as I go. Uh, so I am, I'm able to translate some of those things. And I do like grits better than home fries now. i got to be upfront with you. Grits are life-changing. And you just got to have a dollop of butter. That one to take 20 or 25 minutes. Any person making a respectable uh, order of grits any time in their life, you have to boil those things down for about 25 minutes, keep them warm in a steam thing, and throw a big dollop of butter on top with a little bit of salt and pepper. Man, you're living good. You could put a filet mignon and a bowl of grits in front of me right now, and I'd eat both, praise God. That's how much I like both of them. But <laughs> anyway, so we've been in the book of Proverbs. This proverb, Stephanie, is about being upright. It's about having integrity. It's about doing the right thing. Uh, the mode of this continues on in that area. And, and we're on verse number 25 in the 11th chapter here, the 11th proverb. It says, the liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watereth himself. So you could take that word liberal and actually it's generous. So sometimes we hear it in, in 2021 vernacular or 2022 vernacular or, uh, and things of that nature, you know, we hear the word liberal that may not have the greatest connotation to it, but, uh, in this particular case, it does, it means liberally given and, uh, you know, it's being a generous soul doing the right thing. And, and, and again, we're talking about, you know, uh, that somebody who shares and shares the riches and shares those things that God gives them. And, uh, you know, it's like being a blessing. It's being a blessing to people do with good sharing with them. And, and, and that term fat is literally, you know, idea of being rich and having what you need. You've met bank, those types of things. And, um, and, uh, you know, when we give, when you, you know, that idea watering and things of that nature, uh, God knows how to give to us. He knows that we're going to pass it on, that we're going to water it. It's a pretty great thing. And I mean, what are you thinking of Stephanie, as you're looking at verse 25? Well, I totally agree with you. That idea of, um, being someone who's generous, someone who's giving and, you know, where that seems to be the trend here, these last couple of verses, um, the, our last verse totally went along with this subject and the idea of being blessed, the idea of when you're, um, when you're giving out, you're not just a receiver, you're, you're a receiver so that you can pass it on and make a difference in someone else's life. 
there's a sense of this is not a bad fat connotation any more than the liberal term is bad in this verse. That idea of fat is you're full of riches. You're full of the joy of the Lord. You're full of seeing God bring a fulfillment to your life, to your heart, to your countenance, to every part of you when you are a giver, when you are out there to make a difference in someone else's life. And, um, it's a beautiful thing because the happiest people I know are the ones that are constantly giving to others. And, um, I know I've talked about the Hicks in the past, but, um, just this week, you know, the Hicks are, are, you know, they have trials on their plate. They have heavy things they're dealing with on their plate. And yet, this week, God used them again because of their giving, because of their willing to sacrifice of their time to make a massive difference in my life again just this week. And they are such an example to me of, I mean, there's so much joy. There's so much fun that comes from when I'm, you know, anytime we're together because there's a happiness and a contentment that God gives you even in the midst of trials when you're a giving person. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see how God, it's one of the ways I think he brings beauty out of ashes is he gives us, if we're, if we're following his pattern of giving as he gave, he brings a special fulfillment and joy to life that makes us fat in a good way. It's a, it's a fatness that's, that doesn't just come because um, we've been selfish, that, that that leads to a starvation. This is a fat that just comes from Think of a keto fat. It's a good fat that comes from loving and serving Jesus Christ. Wow. And when she says that, that's short for ketosis, not necessarily the keto diet, but uh, and when you're eating those proteins. But this idea here of being generous and what yeah. God does for a generous soul and with a generous soul, it's like this idea that, you know, I, I want to get more, so I give more. And in this particular, this isn't a prosperity gospel here. This isn't something you name it and claim it. This is God's promise to us. And, uh, you know, we're not going out and naming, say, this Rolls Royce and claiming it. You know, there's a preacher that makes, what, $27 million a year and named and claimed a plane for $19 million a couple of years ago and his church bought it for him. And he said he named it and claimed it so he didn't want to make his church look foolish because God had led him and led the church as well. This isn't what that's talking about. This is your, you know, I've never seen those gazillionaire millionaires change the world. I know they're out there and they do it. I hear the stories, but usually it's the average person out there making a difference in lives. It's the person that's willing to give. It's a person that's not worried about their savings account. It's the person, and, and savings is biblical. Please, I don't want to go down that road. You know, we can see that Joseph, we can, you know, storing up for seven years. I get that. You know, I totally get, you know, you're tithing, you're giving, you're generous. Saving up is cool. You should. You should be watching what you got for money. You shouldn't be spending it. You should be, uh, you know, you have to spend on certain things, obviously, to get through life. But I, I think what it's talking about here, I, lo- I love the idea of this verse. So, you know, I want water, let me water. I want food, let me food. That generous soul, that person that makes a difference, that person, that liberal soul, you know, that person that's willing to give, that person that's willing to uh, do something for someone else, that person that's, and and not talk about it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, God loves a cheerful giver too. And I think these generous people are cheerful. I think they have a joy. 
You know, they don't necessarily drive the newest truck. They don't necessarily, you know, they don't have to go out every year and get a brand new car. You know, we, uh, and those types of things, we all know those kinds of people. And then, then they brag about giving 50 bucks. I had a guy give me a hundred dollar bill years ago. I was on deputation. We came home, retired from the army. Our retirement at that time was $1,806 or something like that. And our mortgage was 1800 and, uh, and 54 cents, you know? So we had five fifty left. And, you know, you're out there raising, and God took care of us, sort of all of our needs. But I remember we were cruising, uh, we, we were cruising along. This one guy came up and gave me a hundred bucks. I said, well, thank you, sir. And I shook his hand and he said, now God's going to judge you how you spend that. And I, I tried to give it back to him. I said, what, what do you mean? You know, this is food, dude. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, the, you know, a generous soul don't, don't send with it. Uh, what you have to do. Well, I was going to say, um, a truly generous person doesn't, doesn't make, um, a gift, a true gift is not, is not a bribe. And so, um, if you're giving someone a gift that may appear generous, but you have ulterior motives, you're not a generous person. All that makes you is a really good conniver. Um, a truly generous person doesn't give a gift and then hang that gift over the person's head of pretty much. I was trying to buy you and I wasn't able, you know what I'm saying? It becomes this game. Um, and that kind of person is starving inside. And so a truly generous person isn't giving to get, they're giving to give because that's what Jesus does for us. And a truly generous person is going to be a spirit filled person. Someone who's walking with the Lord. Yeah. And and I think that's all, that's all something we need to look at here. And I think we need to understand a couple things too about giving. Um, It's how your heart is when you're giving is what matters. If you give to, to get favor, it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a generous soul, if you're that liberal soul, I mean, you're not given to say, look at me. Yeah. You're not given to give favor. You know, I, I just don't do it. You know, I, I try to pay for people to go to camp. I try to do things with people, but I don't try to bring up to that person. Hey, I did this for you or to someone else. Just leave it alone and you move on and just know that, you know, you want to water. God gives you water. You know, you, you water someone else. God gives you plenty of water. Uh, you want to, you know, I'm just telling you, God just makes it bigger and bigger. It's just the way it's been in my life. Uh, you know, we get the best deals on things. I mean, God has been so good to, I remember when we started our faith promise missions as a family and we had just, you know, started going to a church, joined a church, things of that nature. It was all we could do to tithe. You know, we, we owed a lot of money, weren't making much. It was an E7 at the time, living in military district of Washington. It was a real expensive place to live. And I remember when we started uh, tithing and then we started giving to missions. I remember giving to missions seemed like it was upside down. The world was crazy. And, and uh, I remember giving to missions. It came time to move about a year later. We owed 30 grand on the car a year, year and a half later. It came time to move. And I, I said to Debbie, hey, I'm sorry. You know, we should have enough money to buy a four-wheel drive car. We're moving to Fort Trump, New York. And she said, you know, uh, I'm sorry. We have all these bills and stuff. She said, we don't owe anybody anything. And so, so God, you want to, when you give, God gives to you. He takes care of things. You know, it, it's just amazing to me. And uh, how God has been to me, but that's how God is to all of us, to the generous soul, to the liberal soul, to, to the people who stand out, the people who step out, the people who give, the people who take care of people, the people who aren't looking for anything. I mean, I think that's kind of what this is talking about. 
I think it yeah. takes us to a, I think it takes us to a different place. And, and, uh, I mean, just giving, living about it, feeling good about it, trusting God. And I, this supersedes, by the way, this isn't talking about our tithes. This isn't talking about our faith promise missions. This is talking beyond that. I think uh, maybe it's talking about our faith promise missions. I think it's talking about that too, but I, I don't think it's not definitely not talking about our tithing. And, yeah. um, you know, this is sacrificial giving you know, sacrificing for someone else. I think that's what this is. Yeah. And, and boy, it feels good. You know, start out with just a few bucks. I remember when we started out, we just wanted to support one missionary at our church. You know, we were broke. We trusted God. We trusted what God's word said. And we decided that we were going to give to Faith Promise Missions and increments of a missionary. You know, so when God gave us more money, we'd do a second missionary or whatever. And we would just trust God. And, and God has never let us down. And, uh, <laughs> and he's not going to. So... Anyway, so I wanted to share all that with you. I wanted to talk a little bit about our camps, and then we'll go into our last song here for this week. And uh, so we got a couple camps coming up, and I wanted to mention them to you. So in March, middle of March, we're going to be at Southland Christian Camp in Ringgold, Louisiana. It's a camp you don't want to miss. Again, we're going to break out men and women. Uh, we we've kind of can only do about 35 people, a 35 family kind of thing. So uh, make sure you get signed up early for that. Um, and it's, it's always a good time at Southland, Stephanie. I mean, what, what do you got to say about Southland? Isn't it great there? It is. I love Southland. Um, and obviously I became more, it became more endeared to me because I was there twice over the summer doing, um, doing, helping with their ladies events down there. And it is, it's a beautiful place. It's a peaceful place. Um, it's, it's an awesome place to, to either continue on your healing journey or begin it. Yeah. And the music's great down there. I mean, Amy can yeah. play the piano wonderfully. Uh, Mike's a pretty good guy. I think I like Amy better because <laughs> right. she's my coach there. So she yeah. helped me lose that weight. Is Amy, it, is, I, I, I like Mike. I mean, he's my friend. But, you know, Amy, I mean, she plays. She's more useful to our camp down there. You know, She plays yeah. great music. She makes sure the food is good. But I like Mike, too. I mean, they're, they're a package, you know. <laughs> Oh my! But I oh. I love Mike, but Amy's the one who helped me lose all this weight, man. Yeah, uh, so that geared her to your heart a little more. It did, and and she's so <laughs> honest and so godly. You know, she's, she's yeah. pretty great. You know, uh, we as a family love the Herbsters, though. Only joking, they're great, and uh, I really uh, I'm really honored. Uh, to, to be able to go down there. So folks sign up. There's a great walking trail and Debbie, Stephanie and I hit it about a hundred times. <laughs> One lap, I think a mile and uh, it's right there on the campus. And uh, we kind of walked around, just had a good time walking around. I think we had just one day of bad weather, beautiful gym. So there's old guy basketball and volleyball. People always get hurt. You'll love that. You got to try that out. They got a new coffee shop looking at the lake. <laughs> oh, the coffee shop. They, I tell you, the Herbster's daughter, McKenna, oh. she, me, she you have to ask her for it if she's there in March when we're there. But she made me an Octavia approved latte. Doug, it was out of this world. Oh, praise and God. I like McKenna, man. They got great oh, kids. You know, you, you, you can't fake kids. You know, and I'm so glad. I thank God. Some I was watching my boys over Christmas and stuff. I thank God they're so generous and loving and decent to people and treat people with respect. And, you know, you go to a store, go to a restaurant, they talk to people, shake hands, look people in the yeah. eyes. You know, I'm, I'm just glad. 
You know, mm -hmm. I think it's important to look a man in the eyes when you shake his hand and to say hi to people and talk to people and, and uh, be generous with people. And, you know, you never enter a swimming pool on the stairs when you're a man, stuff like that. They've always been good about that stuff, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. just jumping right in. And uh, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that they got educated. I'm thankful they're serving God. I'm, I'm just thankful. Anyway, so we want to go ahead and play a song for you. We hope you have a great weekend this weekend. But remember Southland, and then later in the fall, uh, again, we'll be back at our, another camp that we really love, like Southland. It's uh, Camp Joy, mm -hmm. Camp Joy, Wisconsin. So you want to make sure you do that. So the name of this song is called The Name of the Lord. So you want to listen to every word of this song. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you right now. The Name of the Lord.
That's from the album called Steadfast in Trials. The song is the name of the Lord, Stephanie Wesco and family. It's out there on Amazon and uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And download a CD today, and uh, uh, you'll find, I think we have 10 or 11 songs on that CD. I'm not sure. We have a bunch, but uh, you want to make sure you listen to every one. We sure do appreciate you folks. And if we can do anything to help you, make sure you look for us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Do me a favor. Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say from our production crew. He's going to be telling you a little bit about what you need to know for sure you're going to heaven. And if you know that already, just help memorize it so you can share it with someone else. We sure hope you're having a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.